Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Balancing Water and we're finally back. This is your girl Water. Oh, I'm not Water, I'm Balance, I'm sorry. This is you your girl. Don't even ba- know who you are. Jesus. It's been so long. Uh, really? <laughs> it's been Did so long. You forgot who you were. Pretty much. No. All right, let me do this over again, yeah. guys. This is your girl yeah, Balance yeah. and I'm here with my partner Water. But yeah, see we got it down packed. I just got to get the wheels going. You know, get the engine going. Okay. <laughs> How do you feel? It's been a minute. It's been like since April? Yes, it has been some time. Mm-hmm. God. I'm okay. Like, I had to get up prior to doing this. I had to get up and make sure I knew how to function everything. I had to blow the dust <laughs> off of the speaker and everything. Like, I was like, God, I hope I remember how to edit all this stuff. So however it comes out Y'all just bear with us Because I'm still trying to figure everything out And make sure I still got it It's been a minute It has been How you been? You know I've been You know I've been kicking the shits Staying out the way for the most part You know this whole virus thing got me inside Not that I was opposed to being inside anyways But um, Right because you never went out anyway So Right That's nothing new to you but I think it's more so the fact that I am almost kind of being forced to stay inside. I know here in Florida, we're still open, but I don't trust it. If that makes sense. Oh, you don't like people telling you what to do. That's what it is. I mean, I didn't want to say it that harsh, but a little bit. Yeah, that's what it is. You <laughs> like these cameras out here. <laughs> you just don't want nobody to tell you to keep your ass inside i mean yeah because i mean i don't know how they, they need to present it better to me in my opinion um i don't have any problems with it but you don't just tell me i need to do something i think i would feel better if you recommend for your safety for your safety yeah they can't tell you to stay inside no i would i would like them to recommend it for me and then say, give me the scientific proof behind it, so I can say, you know what, they are right. Oh my gosh! All right, but don't okay. just don't just tell me no shit. Like you need to stay inside. Don't do this. Stay six feet. So sometimes I kind of feel inclined to be five feet, <laughs> just because. <sighs> but well, you, you and a, a lot of other people in this world are feeling that same way, which is why these numbers are not getting any better well see no i'm not in that category because i listen i don't like what they're saying but i do it i wear my mask everywhere i don't go nowhere so you know i'm inside i'm cool you know i'm not opposed to it but it would be nice to go somewhere every once in a while but i think i am a little bit scared um to actually test the waters i understand you should be (laughs) everybody should be no honestly everybody should because you just don't know how it's going to affect you if you do catch it so and and that is very true because actually like i want to say i have not done anything like i haven't been to any restaurants i haven't been anywhere besides the central places like if i have to get my hair done um or if i have to like go that is um (laughs) or if I need to go like to the grocery store, but I've done like just the place that I absolutely need to be at. But other than that, I haven't gone anywhere. So I finally built up the courage and me and my girls were actually um, planning a trip to go to um, 
Clearwater to this like rooftop type like restaurant slash bar place. And I want to say we had planned this like Monday. We said, okay, come Saturday, we're going to try to go and do something just to fight four of us. We're like, okay, cool. And then it comes that a good friend of ours that we went to high school with, she passed away Thursday to it. So that shut that, that shut everything down. Oh, wow. Like it was. She passed away because of COVID. Yes, because of COVID. And the scariest wow. thing is that it actually happened so rapid. Um, I want to say last week, I want to say her last post on Facebook was the 10th. And it wasn't a post about being sick or anything. It was just like, you know how you share other things that you see that you may relate to, you know, mm-hmm. just funny, funny things like that. And, you know, we're not thinking anything of it. You know, I just scroll past the post, not thinking anything. And then come to find out on Monday, she had to be rushed to the hospital. She was having complications. Tuesday, they put on a mm-hmm. ventilator. Wednesday, she was brain dead. Yeah. And... It, it, it was just, it was so shocking that it happened so fast and she didn't have any like life-threatening symptoms before. I don't even know. We don't even know how long she had possibly had it. And for me, the scariest thing is that you don't know how your body is going to react to it. If you get it, some people, they don't have any symptoms, no issues with it. And others, their body just can't handle it or it does something different. You know, you just don't know. So it's something that you definitely do not want to catch. And once I heard that, I was like, hell no, I'm not going. Oh, I'm sorry. That's, that's heavy. Yeah. I mean, mm. you know, it, I think for me, I'm not more so like, I'm not, I don't think it's really hit me yet, to be honest. Like I'm in disbelief about it, but I'm more so like, how could this be? She was a minister. She was a very positive person. She never had any issues with anybody. Not saying that, you know, anybody that has any issues or always starting problems or issues should be the ones to die from it. It's just that how could a life that was so precious, um, that was so uplifting go that fast due to this? Right. And she wasn't one of the careless ones. That's why people have to, you see, I feel like until it truly hits home to somebody, you will not take it seriously. Right. And no, everybody's not going to die from it, but you just don't know. Right. And that should be enough for you to take, you know, all the extra precautions that you can. Um, So I had tested positive. And I had no symptoms. Um, I believe that I contracted it from a client who had also tested positive with no symptoms. Mm. Um, and wait, nobody... is it is it is it safe to continue this call? Like, can can it be like? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is safe. You can't get it through the phone. Oh, okay. okay. Um, but and and nobody, of course, I had to be very cautious of, you know, who I was around. I had to think back who was I around during that time and all of this, but it's nobody that I know right now is positive from being around me. And that's the thing. You just don't know who's going to contract and who's not. You don't know if you're contagious, especially being asymptomatic. You don't know if you're even contagious. Um, there's so there's so much unknown. Right. And, and I think... And, Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go, go, go. Oh, I was, I was just saying that 
a lot of people that what they're not understanding is that this is a virus. It's like herpes. It's like HIV. You know, those things they studied for years. That's how they're able right. to develop, you know, symptoms that were actually related to those things or how you knew you had it. And they were able to, they had enough time to come up with different medications so that not that the virus could go away, but so that you can live with it. People don't understand right. that this virus is very new. This is the beginning stage and we have so long to go as far as research to try to figure out how can we get something to either slow it down or even either allow people to live with it if their body takes a toll based on this virus. You know, it's, I had chicken right. pox when I was younger. And so people don't realize that's a virus as well. It stays inside of you. And they say that, you know, when you get older, you may develop shingles from it. I don't have any issues right now, but you just don't know that you have that inside of you. It doesn't go away. You may not have any complications from it, or you may you may have complications, but at least they know about it. But this one there right. is, is very, very new. And people, they don't understand that this is just not a cold where you can go take Theraflu or you can get antibiotics and, you know, you can keep on living your life. Yeah, a lot of it comes from first impression, you know. So in the very beginning, they were, everybody was very nonchalant about it. Um, and they started uh, comparing it to something that seems very, like, it was, common like okay a cold symptom the flu symptoms if, if you've had those things you're like oh okay i can get through that that's not a problem oh uh, if i catch a cold or catch the flu i'll live but and then they also made it very specific to say that it was only elderly people and and people that were uh had underlying health issues so when you do that you kind of like immediately just well took yourself out of the equation well this is not going to hit me because i'm neither of those things and so i should be fine and once you put that in people's head they started to even everything else now has become um a bother to them oh now i have to sit in the house but now i can't go to work and i can't do this and i can't go downtown to the bar or whatever and so now life is being inconvenienced but there's really something going on out here and now you see that it's not just older people it's not just people who have underlying health issues it's everybody it's any and everybody right so we just need to america sometimes i feel like we should be a dictatorship because a lot of these other countries who had no choice but to listen are doing way better than us and, you know, that may be a good thing, but I think we need a smart dictator. Right. So it's like, it's a catch-22 for us, because I'm a firm believer, like, with situations like this, we do need somebody that to say, okay, you have to listen, you have to do what this person says. But then at the same right. time, it's like, if we did have a dictatorship right now, it'll be hell. It will be hell. Right. And, and, you know, I don't know about the other states that are listening to this, but I know here in Florida, we are in this huge battle because they are really trying to get kids back in school. The governor is trying to get everyone to open the schools back up. And I know I don't have any kids right now, but if I did, they're not going to school. They'll stay home. I'd be terrified. Yeah. I mean, I understand that parents have to go back to work. So it, how do you... But what do you do if you have to go back to work? Your child can't stay home. Younger children, the teenagers, I don't even understand why they're having high school kids go back to school because they could do online 
Right. I, I don't I don't understand that. Or even middle school. Elementary, I get it. Kids who have learning disabilities and, and stuff like that, I, I completely understand why they need to be back in a social setting. I just don't understand how you're going to make that safe for them. But it's, it's not even, it's not even that I feel like the, the, their thought process behind getting the kids to go back to school is like, if the kids go back to school, the parents will go back to work, but we're in a situation where this, this virus is thriving and parents are not going back to work right now. Cause as soon as one person catch it, there are companies and jobs that are saying, no, we're going to stay remote right? or you're going to stay furloughed until we get this. Right. Situated. And and most of the parents that they're trying to get back to go to work are what they're seeing as like warehouse type of jobs, jobs that have major companies and corporations, you know, kind of at hold right now. But what they don't realize is that if one person catch it, they're in contact with a lot of different people. So all it takes is for one for that building to have to be shut down again for two weeks. Right. So it there's and no the real thing. It's like why not get it under control so that we don't have to have another shutdown. Right. And we, that's, that's where we're going right now. And I we should have done this the first we... time. The first Say time we again. shut. The first time we shut down, it should have just stayed shut down so that we can get it under control thoroughly. That one yeah. month shutdown mm-hmm. was not enough. It wasn't long enough. No. It, it, it was. I think it was just they're thinking okay, open things back up, more business. But they're not seeing that businesses can't work if the workers are sick. If the workers are dying and we're putting them at risk, we're not going to make any money. that, but there's a lot of people who don't feel safe going back outside. So, yes, right. there's not that, I mean, depending upon where you are, you know, restaurants are slow. Right. Disney is slow. Like, there, it's not, people are not rushing to get back. Right. You know, so it's like you you want to open, yes, but you want to open just to be, to have your open sign on because if you only got <laughs> five people coming in for the day, then what was the point of being open? And and then you Unlike have to look me at the salon where you know well, that's not happening. That's a, yeah, that's essential. But the thing, <laughs> you know, even though you're in the house, you still have to look a certain type of way, especially if you want to keep yeah, some damn body. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, you know, the, the man ain't gonna look at you look at you too many more times with them braids and and the sealy plaits. They not they not gonna take too kindly to that for a whole three or four months. You know, but yeah, I think you know, I I, I really don't know what's going on right now. I just know that everything here in Florida is in shambles, and it's just bullshit. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, and God forgive me, you know, I just got out of church earlier today, but it is bullshit here. Complete bullshit. And every every everything is in shambles right now. Yeah, everything. And you know how it you started. Got people arguing. Yeah. Fighting about wearing a mask. <laughs> I saw Fort Lauderdale yesterday. Some girls jumped the people at the airport at, at, with Spirit Airlines. I was yes. just like, what? What is happening? It's, it feels like the freaking plague. And, you know, I'm so glad that I went and got me a gun. And I feel like this virus is making people crazy. I'm not. Huh? Jesus, you got a gun. You got a gun. Yeah. And I'm so grateful I did because I knew in my heart that this virus is going to make people turn into them resident evil zombies. And that's what it looks like right now. Everybody's fighting, yelling, screaming, doing dumb shit, hitting windows, arguing about nothing. I feel like the world is in is just gone away. 
It feels like we're in the Twilight Zone, like we're in a movie. And I totally agree. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. And it's almost like you cannot believe what's happening. Never in a million years would I have thought this is how we would be in 2020. Or at any time, rather. No. Forget the year, just no. in general. Never would I have thought that individuals would act this way and be okay with it within themselves when they go home, as if they did nothing. And yeah. it... And it may be the fact that, you know, when the world was open and operating successfully, that these things were happening, but it was overlooked and overshadowed because we were doing our own thing. But now that we have no choice but to kind of look around and observe things, you see things a little bit more clearly. Yeah, everything is in, you can't ignore what's happening. Yeah. Everything is in your face that, you know. You can turn your television off, but you go outside and it's still in your face. So, yeah. mm, I don't know. You can't you can't shut off from the world. I know a lot of people are trying to, but everything is very, very heightened right now. Everything. I mean, you get into one argument and it's just it's viral. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's because now this is the only thing you have to do is record. Look at what everyone else is doing. It's just the year of the observing. And I think, you know, I'm kind of grateful for it because it makes you reflect on a lot of different things. And I think that this year, honestly, is about learning, teaching yourself and growing. Because with everything going on, the only way you're going to make it is if you evolve as a person. Yeah, if you don't, anybody who doesn't come out from COVID on a better side, then shoot yourself. I don't, I don't know how you can't. I, I don't know how you cannot come out better from this. You know, yeah, I mean, this... Personally, I mean, it may have hit your bank account. It may, you know, have hit your 401k and your stocks and stuff like that. But as an individual, it definitely has given you enough time to reflect and fix whatever you need to fix with yourself. Right. Hopefully. Yeah. It, it it definitely makes you see your own flaws and how you've been operating. Um, because, you know, you're normally able to just maneuver throughout the world. You know, you make a mistake and just look, overlook it. But now your flaws are very costly in today's time. So you have to kind of think twice before you do something. Or at least you're supposed to. Think twice before you make a decision because it could cost you your livelihood. Correct. So, I mean, you know, I think those that I feel really bad for are those who have very bad anxiety, those that have their mental struggles. I, I really just want to be. Yeah, out- I mean, I didn't understand how, how, how bad, well, I don't know how to say how bad or how much anxiety I did have until I was told I couldn't work. Mm. I didn't realize how much being at the salon every day and working suppressed anxiety for me. Hmm. So and that was something that I had to to deal with. You know, when you're sitting by yourself, you know, you have to deal with yourself. Right. And that's hard for some people. And how and, you know how did you how did you do that? Because you're you're in so many different things. You know, you keep yourself busy. You're always thinking. You're always working on the next thing. How did that work for you? Like being at a standstill and being forced to just stop and kind of like look at yourself in the mirror. Like, how did you get through that? 
Um, I think I'm still getting through it. Um, for me, this, it was a, there's a, there was a lot going on during COVID for me. I lost my mother. Um, I, I couldn't work, which is something I do all the time every day. Now I'm you know looking after my, not looking after my father, but making sure my dad's okay now because my mom's gone. So anxiety... I think anxiety is something I've I've always had, but I've I've controlled it. But right. I realized I was only controlling it by overworking. Right. And because I I don't want to be on meds, right. which is nothing wrong with anybody who is on meds. Um, my background is in psychology, so I understand the mental health. There's nothing wrong with medication. I just didn't want to introduce medication. Um yet for myself because I felt like I had everything under control. Right. Um, but being told to sit still was not, like you said, you, you don't want the person to, you don't want anybody to tell you, you want to make that decision for yourself. Right. I had to start telling myself, it's not only you, like it's the whole world, you know, and I, I could have been in a, a worse predicament. You know, I know people who completely lost their jobs and, you know, they don't know where food is coming from. They don't, don't know how to pay their how they're going to pay their bills and stuff. And I'm not in that situation. So I had to, like, really look at the positive. Alicia, maybe you needed a break. Maybe you needed this time because your mother was going to pass away and you needed time to mourn. Maybe you needed time to rest your body. I, I had to keep telling myself things to calm my anxiety. Right. And... I mean, therapy, yes, but uh, therapy over uh, Zoom is just not. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it's not the thing. It, it's not it's not effective for me. I'll just say that. Right. Um. So, but, but it's something that I feel like I'm always going to have to deal with, and even outside of COVID, and when we get to some slight sense of normalcy. Um, I'm still going to have to deal with it. I think that I'm going to have anxiety, even just based upon what's happened during this year. Is going. I'm going to carry anxiety with me because of what happened during this year. I think everybody is, or some sort of PTSD from this. Um, even the kids, they don't know what's going on. So it's, you're trying to work through it as you're still in it, and that is, is difficult sometimes. Yeah. So what, the acknowledgement of it is is the first part. Like the fact that I, I even could say, okay, listen, I know I need to fix this. That was, you know, that's the, the beginning step. So Agree. You go further. I had my my crystals and you know, I burn my sage <laughs> and I do whatever I have to do to try to keep my mind in a somewhat sane state. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm back to work. But even being back to work. Um, it doesn't, it hasn't suppressed, it hasn't helped because now there's a fear of catching and then there's a fear of spreading and now we're over cleaning. I'm cleaning until my, my hands feel raw, you know, it's right. just, I don't know. Well, I can't do hair from home. I will not be doing hair from home. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry to hear about your mom. Of course, I don't know how to even address that situation and to not be able to suppress yourself and something to have to not think about those things. I think that's difficult within itself. Me, I just had to sleep. So when you're constantly doing things and then you, everything just stops, I can only imagine how much your mind is racing and then you're dealing with tragedy all within it. I, I honestly think that 
you will have PTSD. I'm glad you acknowledged it because this year has been rough and we're only what in seven months. Right. This is just seven months. And just imagine those who develop PTSD over years, but you have individuals that developed it just on seven months, if not shorter because of things that could have been, you know, kind of almost avoided if the people were taken care of. And that's what I feel like is not happening. And that's why I sympathize so much with those who are dealing with mental issues um, during this time. Because you got regular individuals or those that thought they were regular, you know, now suffering from mental issues. Mm-hmm. And maybe this was... And a... what people are going to do is as soon as the world gets back to normal, which I think is a, a, a lot of the reasons why they want things to get normal again to them, um, they're just going to try to sweep it under the rug and just right. keep going. Right. And that's not going to work because eventually it's going to come back up. Right, You know, so you can't just think like, oh, when everything opens back and I can start doing things I was normally doing, that those those problems or those issues are not there. They are still there. Right. They are festering and they're waiting to show themselves when they feel like it. Right. And, and, And sadly enough, and I hope that I'm wrong on this, I swear I hope that I'm wrong, but I do think that the suicide rate is going to go up. Yeah. Because even once things open up, People are not going to be able to get the help that they need because a lot of insurances yeah. don't cover it. And then when you're getting back to work, you don't have time to take off. Time. You're going to overwork. Exactly. You're going to overwork to try to get out this hole that you're in because the government hasn't been able to help you. So when things open yeah. back up, I think that it's going to be even worse when things open back up because yeah. people are going to feel like I can't stop. I have to keep going even when my body and my mind is telling me that I need a break from overexerting myself, but I can't because my livelihood, my family's livelihood depends on it. Absolutely. That's exactly what's going to happen. And it's going to be... That's what normally happens anyway. Right. This time, it's it's a situation the whole world is dealing with. Right. Well, usually when it comes to PTSD, it's something that the the individual has gone through, right? And that's how they try to, like work themselves through through life or whatever right this is a whole the world is happening right it's the whole world the whole world and it's and almost then, like it's insane unfortunately i mean i know we have our issues here in the united states and and i'm sure other countries have issues too they may not be ex- as extreme as ours because we have an incompetent you know leadership but everybody is, is dealing in their own way right right and I, I think that one way that we could, one solution, which I don't know how effective it'll be, effective it'll be, is that when things do open back up, that the government supports therapy um, in a sense that yeah, people... Yeah, that's not going to happen. Right, it, it's not, but I'm, I'm so optimistic. They don't even do that with their veterans <laughs> who come from war fighting for us, right? They don't right. even do that with them. So right. why do you think? The, the, the China virus. Okay. Why do you think that they're going to try to help us through any PTSD, any anxiety, any bipolar, any anything through the China because of the China virus? Right. That doesn't really exist. Right. The China virus. Houseway. Okay. But yeah, like I just, it, it is such a sad situation because. I mean, I'm grateful that this is happening because it's bringing so many things to light. And even those that, 
you know, may have had issues, they are now exposed to it. So now that you know you have it, now you have to figure out a way to deal with it. But the resources are not there for you to deal with it now that you know that you have whatever it is that you're going through. Um, so that's the catch 22 in it. And it's like, I try to check on people, but I don't really, honestly, I don't know really what to say. I'm not the person for it. you can't say, really. Yeah, like I try to... I don't feel bad that you don't have anything to say because I think think everybody kind of understands that people are in spaces, you know? Like, we don't know what kind of headspace you're in for everybody. Yeah. So don't feel bad that you don't have the words because nobody really has the words. Yeah, because that was something that weighs on me because I feel like I'm not doing enough to check on those that I know. Um, just to see how they are to reach out to them. And even when I know they're not okay, I don't know how to beat around the bush and be an outlet for them. You know, I crack jokes a lot, but I feel like in this, in this time, they need someone to talk to. And a lot of things I can't personally relate to. Mm-hmm. Like I understand that those, those that have lost their job or, you know, they're trying to figure out where their next meal is going to come from. I get it. Like I, I totally get it, but I can't relate to it because I have not had that done to me. I can have a conversation right. with anyone if I've been through a, a situation with them or an encounter with whatever they've gone through. I know how to address those situations because I've been through it. I, I know how you feel. I've actually experienced it. So when I experience something, I can speak from the heart. But I feel like if I if I haven't experienced it, I'm just shooting smoke up your ass, trying to make you feel better. But I I genuinely don't know and I don't understand how you feel because I have not encountered it. So so try not to understand how they are feeling because you can't. Right. So sometimes you just sometimes they just need to talk. Sometimes they need an outside like a. They want somebody to call them and talk about something other than whatever is going on with them. Right. Right. And you could be that person for them. Every day, you know, I mean, I hate to keep using my example, but people kept calling me trying to find out how I'm doing. And I'm like, I, I don't want to keep talking about my mom. Like, <laughs> And that's the craziest you like, thing. You could just ask me how I'm doing, well, you know, and or I'm getting the text messages. Or, I'm, <laughs> you know, you, people are trying to tell me to stay strong. And I'm like, why? Why do I have to stay strong during this? I can't. I don't want to. And the crazy you know? thing so, is, and, and is that. because people don't know what to say. And right. I get that. And it's crazy because knowing you for as long as I've known you and I know that, you know, Aquarius is, I, I, they're, they're similar to Libras, honestly. And so I know how I am when I deal with grief, tragedy, whatever, I kind of go silent. Not that I'm ignoring anybody, but I just, I don't want to think about that. I don't want, it makes me uncomfortable when people address it to me because I, I like, it really bothers me when people say, I'm going to pray for you or stay strong. I'm a, I'm a shoulder if you need me. Call me if you want to. I, I, I hate it because I feel like it's so obsolete and everybody uses that. I feel like it, it's so vague. And so for me, I know how I am when I dealt with death. I just didn't want people to acknowledge it. Don't talk to me about it. I'm already, I already know it's happening. Don't tell me you'll pray right. for me. Just pray for me. Ask me if I need some food. Ask me if I've watched the latest show. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm already dealing yeah. with it. And I don't want to keep repeating myself to different people. Um, not that I don't care about everybody, but everybody is asking the same exact questions. How are you feeling? Exactly. Well, how the fuck do you think I'm feeling? Right. What happened? 
Are you back to work? Are you back to work? I mean, honestly, I had like four saved text messages that I would just copy and paste. <laughs> I know that sounds bad, so anybody who's listening to it and sound like they got like a generic text, <laughs> that's what I had to start doing because I could not keep having the same conversation through text with people or even on the phone, rarely over the phone because I wasn't even answering phone calls really. Right. But it's like, even before my mom passed and it was with COVID, it was like, how are you holding up? I know you work every day. Um, what are you going to do about the salon? Are you going to start going to people's houses? And I was just like, I'm tired of having this conversation. I'm trying to enjoy this, what right. seems to be like a, a small vacation for me right now. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to enjoy this. I keep bringing it up. <laughs> like, oh my God, leave me alone. I don't want to answer it. I'm really surprised you didn't just, like, cut your phone off. I'm really shocked that you did it. I should have. Yeah, you should have. That's one thing. I I don't ever turn my phone off, so um, I I need to learn how to start doing that. Yeah, I mean, I think... It doesn't matter because I have, I have two phones, so I don't have to turn both of them off. <laughs> I, think that, I think that you just need to start fresh. And, you know, of course, have your work phone and then get you a personal phone, which you do have, but that's kind of blended with work a little bit. But your personal phone is like those that are immediate for you that are like you can call and just joke with. Kick the shits. Everybody else is work, whatever. And so that when you do go away, like your days that you're off on Mondays and Sundays, that work phone is off. All the information they need is on your website as far as a hair appointment. All that information is there. So if you want to get in contact with me via my work phone, you want to have to wait during office hours, which is Tuesday through Saturday. Yep. I got to get back to doing that. I used to be really good with that. And then, yeah. I think because you just got so big and now you get all these clients. That's why I don't refer anybody to you. Okay, whatever. What else is going on in the world? Oh, okay. I just, I was just, I was just saying that's why I don't refer anybody to you because everybody just wants my spot and I don't like it. I just had to get that off my chest now that we were talking about it. The world? (laughs) Not, not Dallas's world, but the world? The world. Not even the world, the United States of America. But I bet if they came from other countries, they would want my spot. So it's still the world. It's still the world. What else are we talking about? This is too heavy. What else are we talking about? So I know that you heard, or we discussed it briefly outside of this, um, the whole Will Jada and Mr. August Alcina situation. Um, at first, you know, I didn't really care because technically it's none of our business. They're married, whatever they go through, that is their business. And I'm a firm believer that you do not meddle in the middle of married people's business because you don't know their rules. You don't know what they have going on. What works for them may not work for us. So it's really none of our business. Absolutely. But um, the way Mr. August Alcina went about this whole situation years later and today or at 12 a.m. this morning, he released a song called Entanglement. Um, I don't know if you've heard it or not, but it is extremely I have not. distasteful. It's oh, tasteless. Distasteful as in like, in how? As in, like, what is he saying? He's pretty much saying that um, it was a comp- it wasn't a complicated situation, and she just wanted somebody to break her back in. 
she just wanted somebody to what? Fuck her. Uh, so, uh, yeah. And, um... Oh, that makes, that makes him look so stupid. Exactly. Because you went on this whole rant about how you love her and you would die because now you know what love is. And right. now all of a sudden it was just sex. Right. And that's why I'm sitting here like, at this point, he's grabbing for... Because you got for, your feelings hurt, that's why. Yeah, and he's grabbing for attention. Um, mm. And he had he has Rick Ross featured on it because I know that when Jada and Will did their little red table talk, um, he did a little like live or whatever afterwards and was stating how August Alcino may make a lot of money if he came up with a song named Entanglement. So Rick Ross, of course, is featured on it. Now, his verse is very <laughs> clever. It is very clever the way he wordplay it and talked about will quote unquote willpower and how August was jaded by her love. It was like the words was very catchy in the way he played it. But I do not like that August came out with this song or even wrote this song afterwards. I feel like now he's trying to get cool points in front of the men. Yeah, man, because you went on this whole, like, I didn't say this to hurt anybody. I'm just speaking my truth. And, and now all of a sudden, you're going to make money off of it. You didn't even come up with the damn words. Thank you. And you trying to make money off of it? Right. Like, that's not cool. And it, now it, you, now you, you, you're whack. Yeah, it, it's, and that's what I'm saying. It's, it's distasteful in the fact that it happened over four years ago, and now you're making a song about it to make money, I guess because his album didn't do well, um, that he mentioned the whole sex situation. The album didn't do well. So you had to come out with a song mm-hmm. to try to capitalize off of it and then make it seem like she just wanted somebody to have sex with. I think that is extremely immature. Um, it's distasteful. And I look at him different. I mean, I know he was mental, but now it's like you just want attention. And and this is it's, it's an old well, situation. Honestly, isn't that what everybody's doing now? Well, not in this way, in Trying my opinion. Get attention. In my opinion, I mean, not, not in this way, but pretty much that's what people are doing. They're they're willing to do anything to get the attention. Right, and you know, sadly enough, I feel like this is going to set him back mentally because. Will and Jade are not going to address mm-hmm. this. You're going to get this little clout from the industry, from, you know, the men that are assholes like Future and stuff. But when this down, when this goes away, you're going to be stuck in your feelings. And I feel like he's going to have a relapse as far as his mental. And Actually, that, he already is. That's why he made the song. Yeah, and, and I'm when not... When I watched that, the, the video that Will and Jada did, all I kept... I mean, I, I barely, like, really listened to what they were saying. All I was thinking was, oh, damn, he's watching this. <laughs> and this is like this is like clear indication that she was never going to leave nope to be with you even if she left the marriage she was never going to do that to be with you yep because she had already put you in a place you unfortunately <laughs> when you entered the entanglement you didn't put her in a particular place you allowed all your heart to open up and you know, fantasizing your hand about y'all being together and, and, and Willow and Jane being your stepkids and all of this stuff, which in her mind, I'm upset right now. I want to feel good. Those were her words. And I'm going to let this little boy make me feel good. And that's it. 
song is distasteful there was nothing in there about you know his feelings and shit that he brought up initially that's why I'm like who are you doing this for because you're not doing it for the fans you're damn sure not doing it for the women because it's making us think that you know we can't fuck with you because you're going to tell all our damn business you can't keep your mouth shut right. well I mean just from the interview alone was enough to make you know that you can't mess with him yeah, and it's crazy. And then when he had his little rant with, uh, what's the other little Kiki girl? Kiki Palmer. <laughs> Kiki Palmer. Yes. I was just like, oh, he's he's really having some issues this week. Like, he's in his feelings. Yeah. Why? I don't know. But maybe it is the album sales. Maybe he's realizing that he isn't as hot as he was before. Um, he should have just not even mentioned it. But, he shouldn't even mention Jada at all in that interview. That's why I don't understand. And that's why everybody took only that from it. Because it's like, wait a minute. You fucked who? You were with who? Like, what What would make you think that I'm going to bring this up in this interview? Why? And it's so crazy because a week prior to him ever doing the interview, Joe Budden had tweeted that August had the, um, he had a loose mouth. And everybody was on Joe Button's case. Everybody was like, Joe Button always talking shit. He always doing this. He always doing that. Then the oh, week after. and then he had the loose mouth. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I don't know what else he had ran his mouth about or what situation that Joe Button felt like he was talking too much about something. Fine. Cry baby. He's stupid. That's the only thing <laughs> I know about. Also, he's a cancer. I don't know if I don't know if if he's a cancer or a Virgo. I think he may be a Virgo. Let me let me check and see. Give me just a second. I can figure we, this out. We need to know what his sign is so that we can address him appropriately. <laughs> let uh, me see. Is, was he born in August? <laughs> <laughs> his birthday is September third. So what is that? A Leo. Oh, so he's a he's a Virgo. Oh, Virgo, yeah. Mm, they love love. He, she's a Virgo they too. Love to love, huh? She's a Virgo too, Jada. Oh, they love to love. I just don't. At least she knew where to compartmentalize her love. Oh wait, August is. I didn't know August was younger than me. I thought he was a little bit older than me. Probably like 26. Yeah, he's twenty seven. Oh wow, Jada, that's really young. So four years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I knew it was young, but I was. Listen, don't be mad. That's okay. She it was is. Trying. She was being a little cougar. Look, and I'm not knocking her for robbing no cradles. Rock that cradle, baby. But I just didn't know that I he was that he young. Wrote a song about him fucking her. Yeah, pretty much. Like that. That was pretty much the chorus. That he he was like the entanglement was us being entangled in those sheets. But then I thought he said like the relationship wasn't sexual like that. Like I'm sure they had sex, but it wasn't only about sex. So now, to, okay, 
I'm done with August. For her, it was just, just like for her, it was just sex, and I think that was clarification for him because he was pouring out his heart before they even addressed it, and she was like, "I was just no, trying no, to feel." Was he really pouring out his heart, or was I think he was confused? <laughs> um, he, he probably was pouring out his heart, but in confusion because. I think he was just looking for love and looking for somebody to nurture him and take care of him right. because he was going through a lot in his life, being, you know, addicted to drugs, the death that he was mourning. Um, I know in the interview he was talking about how his mother used to call him the weird child or something like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, so his in relationship with his mom may be a little sketchy. And so she came in and she came in and motherly. First of all, not even she, they, right. Waiter, I call them Waiter, Jill and Jada, Jill and Jada, Jill and Jada came in to take care of you, get you out of this dark place, get you some medical help for your condition that you have. We did all of that because we have connects. Okay. So just that right there, your right. sense of family. Right. You you look at their kids as your brother and sister or whatever you was calling them. Sense of family. Okay. But then at the same you, time. You lost but then you, you, you thought that you was going to become stepdaddy. He wasn't even thinking about stepdaddy. He was thinking about, this is, I, I found a person to nurture me that understands what I've been through and don't see me right, any so you're different. Thinking that was love, right? And she, she was just doing. She was actually doing motherly things, right? And she would have done it to all her kids, any kid that was around, right? Right. And then it it turned into lust at at some point, right? And she was like, honestly, she felt she fell in strong light with him because she loved being able to teach and guide someone that was nurturing for her. So they were getting different things out of it and what's led, which led, right. right. So, I mean, it, I I don't fault her like everybody's saying, Oh, you shouldn't have did this to this boy, but they were both getting a fulfillment from each other outside before the sex even came into play. I hope those same people who are talking about she shouldn't do, she shouldn't have done that to this boy. Listen to the song. Yeah. Because that clearly wasn't, because if he could turn around and be disrespectful. Yeah. And have, make a song about it. Then he gets no sympathy. Yeah, absolutely no sympathy. And even in the interview, he did another interview outside or after Will and Jada. And he was like, you know, I'm a grown man. She did not take advantage of me because that's what everyone was saying. Jada knew better than to mess with him. He was young. He was mental. You know, he was going through a lot. She took advantage of him. Had the situation been the other way around where it was Will and a young female, everybody would have been looking at him crazy. They were really trying to pin the blame on Jada, but honestly, these Jada. were these were two adults. Yeah, there's an age gap, but these were two consenting adults. And he even came out and was like, you know, she didn't take advantage of me. She didn't do nothing I didn't want her to do. Once that relationship had developed to a sexual level, mm-hmm. and so yes, you know, we wouldn't want to see anybody with that age gap. But it, at the end of the day, it happens. Jay Z and Beyonce is close to it, right? That's what I'm saying. Like it happens all the time. But it just happened to be that he came out when he shouldn't have and and talked about it. Yeah, it was it was it was not the best decision for him to even have said anything. He should have just left let it be, right. especially when like it ha- it wasn't something that was happening right now. Right, like if it was something that kind of like just came out, like they thought that they were together or whatever, and 
he's in this interview and he just wanted to address it and, and you know, have everything that it's fine. But this is something that's so far removed. Mm-hmm. Like, we're talking about four years. Like, nobody, we're, we're going through a pandemic. Right, I can't you even. And, we don't you need, and Jada was not on people's minds. At but all. She wanted something to, you know, or maybe this was a cry out to her to see, to get you to understand how much you hurt me. It could have been that too, because I want to say before he released the song, like Wednesday of this week, he mentioned how he still loves her and misses her dearly. I'm saying like, okay, give it up now. It's been four years. What are you trying to do now? Are you trying to get her to text back? What is it that you're trying to do? Yeah. Cause she, he's been left on red for years. <laughs> and so he, he's just like, she won't even respond to my messages. If I have to talk to her, I have to go through her people, her manager, her assistant. Right. And she don't the respond back. Talking, the kids stop hanging out with me. <laughs> Yeah, he lost everything. He lost everything. They took the key to the gas house. They took it away. Yeah. He just lost everything. The guard gate won't even let him in. Nope. No. It's just... still, like, going to whatever little coffee shop they probably used to go to. He's probably sitting there looking to see if she's like, um... If she's still coming the same time and dumb shit like that. Just looking stupid. But I'm, I'm really... I'm disappointed that he made a song about it. Yeah, and named it Entanglement. You didn't even have to do that. That's and a, named it after. <laughs> yeah, that's why I say that it's song ex- is gonna be the, the that song is gonna do so well, and then it's gonna end up haunting him for the rest of his life. It's not even gonna it's do so like well. Every time I hear that uh, uh, that Nicki and and Meek Mill song, I'm like, look at y'all, y'all ain't even together no more. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but it's such a good song. Everybody's gonna like it, and then. It's going to be the song that haunts you. But even this one, I don't even think it's going to do that well. People are, are listening to it for shits and giggles. And they're going to play it. They're going to play it for a while. I don't, I don't see it. Look at these clubs ain't open. I, I don't even see it being played for that long, to be honest. Because, like, honestly, it's the wordplay from from uh, Rick Ross that is like... Rick Ross? Yeah, like, his wordplay was like, Damn. They really like Peyton Jade out to be this person, but it was so clever. And then when you listen to the song, it's just like it's catchy, or whatever. But I can't, I me personally, I can't see myself playing it in my car outside of it being distasteful. It's just not a song that I'm going to put on repeat. The people who like mess and people who like people business will be playing it. <laughs> Trust me, they will be playing it. The messy people are going they to be all playing. Start it. playing And the crazy thing is, is like with the iPhone, you can send clips of songs or send a song to someone and I can see exes sending or somebody that they want back mm-hmm. or their side piece or somebody wife or somebody husband. So y'all, if I was mm-hmm. you, I'd advise you to block numbers because that song is going to get a lot of people fucked up. <laughs> I mean, fucked up royally. And it's a bad time because in this quarantine and, you know, not being able to go anywhere or do anything, it's not really many places that you can run to. So, unless you got a stable place to go, Block is going to be your best friend. Can we just all come to a consensus that we're going to stop mining married people businesses, like he said? Yeah. 
I mean, I wish people could, but you know, misery loves company. Everybody loves what this quote unquote called tea. Everybody loves it until they're a part of the tea that everybody's sipping. Right. I mean, for me, yeah. when I heard it, I was like, you're stupid. You shouldn't have mentioned that. That That is extremely childish. Why mention her name and whatever you guys had going on? And especially years later. And then when they had to come out, I was like, oh, now they got to indulge everyone in their business because... August one to really be charged. didn't have to. I would have been perfectly fine if they had not, didn't say anything. Well, when Black because Twitter got it, I needed any kind of explanation. Well, when Black Twitter got it, that's why they had to address it because that's most of their fan base, especially with her red table talk. So you can't go on right. your table and then try to fix everybody else's life, but you got this big old situation that you ain't fixed yet. So people want clarity, which I well, which I in her mind it was fixed. We did what we did, and it's done, and I moved on. That's it. Now, whatever the problem and feelings he's holding on to and lingering with, that's on him. He needs to fix that, but I'm okay over here. I was perfectly fine. Me and Will was fine. All that. Right. I don't... I don't understand why we even have to talk about this, but I, I mean, I get, and I ha- I'm happy that it was short. It wasn't no long out, long drawn out interview. I'm, I'm happy about it was just enough. Right. Hey, y'all go, go mind your business now. Right. And that's why I was like, it's over with, you know, we got our laughs, our, our jokes in with the entanglement. I had my jokes in. It was a nice way to, to word it. I loved it, you know, and I moved on. And now a week later. You're back with this shit again. Like, oh my god! It just like let it go, please. I'm tired of it now. You know, I thought I was gonna get to use entanglement some part of my life, not right now, but maybe later. But you're wearing it out. (laughs) Like, give somebody up for the people who will have good entanglements going on right Right, now. Right, real like. And now you got everybody on eggshells. Those people. Yeah, you got everybody on eggshells thinking their entanglement's gonna tell. Right. This is just oh God, August. You got everybody second guessing their entanglements and wondering when their business gonna get put out. Perfectly fine all this time. And you wanna come run your mouth and now I gotta look at this fool side eye, like, damn. Like, yeah, we, we, we in this too deep. So if he comes out, I don't know how I'm going to fix this, how I'm going to sway it or get, now you got everybody planning their own story of how they're going to lie about covering up this entanglement that you're going to allege. God, get your stories together. Please do it now. That way you can start practicing and it comes out fluidly. Right. Please. (laughs) So it I, comes out believable. Right. I don't, yeah. Cause <laughs> right now, people got entanglements that have been two and three years going on. And, and you know, somebody come and ask you about your entanglement. I would hate for you to be on eggshells. You need to have that, that lie down pack. Exactly. I ain't got one, but that's what I would do if I had one. So, you know, I give great advice. I've been tangled up. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I have to. Um, but <laughs> I've been tangled up. Yeah. I, I think everybody has been tangled up. I'm just grateful that um, everybody was able to keep their mouth shut and just move forward um, and do our right. own things separately, you know, and let that be done. So I appreciate all my oh. past entanglements. I appreciate what, what, you. What is going on with this, this with Nick Cannon? Uh. <laughs> 
I thought he. I mean, I didn't know what's going on with him. Right. Family, but. I mean, I, last thing I saw was that maybe he was trying to commit suicide, which, you know, he's probably the second person that tried to or thought about it um, with Tamar Braxton on the same day or within the same 24 hours. Um, this could play into that plague of mental health and, um, you know, things hitting you in the face and you having to deal with it with no other outlets. Um, I don't, I'm going to be honest, I do not disagree with what he said because technically he did not lie. He just said something that, you know, Massa didn't agree with. And Massa wanted him to be a good old boy, and he refused to. What are, the, what are they? But no, what they're upset about is his his um, comments about the Jews. It's not, I don't think it's about what what he was saying about the white people. Well, he made comments about Jews, right? right. I, I'm not sure. He made he made comments about. He's saying anti-Semitic, so that is Jewish talk. Yeah, he made comments about all people. He about the white people and then he made comments about the Jews but to be honest he didn't lie about anything um <clears throat> it was just the fact that he made a I want to say they brought more attention onto the Jews out of the whole conversation to be honest um from his podcast and what he was talking about he was just I'm gonna just sum it up he was pretty much saying that white people were savages and Everything that is going on, anything that we learned, it came from them. And then he made references in regards to, I think, the Holocaust and things, Jews and and all of that. And everything he came from came from, like, books and history. So I feel like what he said was a part of his First Amendment and what he chooses to believe. I can read a book that states otherwise, and I can choose to believe it. But there was some stuff that that he stated that was not historically correct. Right, but that's what I'm saying. That That's where your First Amendment comes into play because I can say that black people were never slaves and I can read that in a book and I can come out and say that. That's not historically correct, but that's what I choose to believe. So okay. you can't... I feel like it was wrong for them to try to um, fire him for his beliefs before having an actual discussion in regards to it and giving him a chance to maybe offer an apology to maybe a race or a culture that well, we're not, we're not in that time right now. And the time that we are right now is the, the minute that you say anything that mm-hmm. could possibly make our brand look like we are racist or a bigot or discriminatory mm-hmm. about anybody. We have to let you go. Right. Because that is what black people have been doing to everybody. Right. We've right. been doing that to white people right now. So we don't get a pass, right? But That's I don't. What we need to realize. But I don't. I don't see. But anything that I that that he stated, I don't see it being an issue of, you know, coming at you racially. Because what he said wasn't yeah, about but same thing as white people are going to think when another white person says something. But if you said I'm gonna hang you, nigger, that is clearly racist. Um, yeah, that's- thank you that's what i'm saying so that's not based on your first amendment rights and you know what you're choosing to believe in that's being a racist but you also understand we're in okay america views the holocaust and jews they they put them to a certain um standard and it's that's a very touchy situation right especially seeing that 
you know, they had to get their reparations. They got their reparations and everything, right? That's a very touchy situation. So that's something for white people that you're not allowed to talk about. Thank now, you. Now, they don't view sla- slavery in that way. So speaking about that type of stuff is, is you go have at it. But once you start talking about the Jews, it's a different situation. Right. And, and that's what it was. Because, I mean, that's why I say the things he said was not wrong. They're just mad that he publicly stated what you guys have done to back up the point that you guys were savages. You guys stole things. You know, he stated a lot of truths. And I think it was the fact that he stated and he had so much power um, and money. So it's like, we're going to get this boy to shut up. That's how I took it. And that's why it's almost like his mental health took it because the Viacom owns a lot of things that Nick Cannon does as far as like television networks, Which Nickelodeon. Is why you have to tread lightly. I don't think you should tread I lightly. I know we're in a time where we feel like we could freely say stuff, but when you have that much, you know, when you get on your podcast, you just like us, we freely speak, right? But mm-hmm. we don't have anything that's holding like your job could call listen to one of these and hear what you're saying and be like mm, we don't want that we don't like that tone we got to get rid of her my clients could listen to this and say mm, i don't like that at least you think that way i don't want to go to her anymore right mm-hmm. we're starting to believe we're starting to feel as though that we could start just saying things out loud and we can the injustices absolutely we speak about it but you have to do it in a way that does not come off racist that's it i think i, I agree with you totally but i think who, that who was he having who was on the podcast with him um i'm not sure somebody else I'm not sure who was on the podcast with him. I think it was just like a regular person or whatever. Um, nobody that was like, I think, really, really popular, if I'm not mistaken. Were they also condone, like backing up the things that he was saying, or was it like an argument back and forth between them? No, it was pretty much a dis- almost like a discussion what we're having, and he was stating how he okay. felt. So it was a situation where I agree with you, I disagree with you. He was stating, okay, this is why they are this way. This is how I, this is why I view them as savages. This is what they took. This is how they treated um, Native Americans when they took over their land. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say it was, it wasn't a lie, but it's the fact that America doesn't want to face what they have done with proof and someone that has a lot of power and a lot of voice to say it. So it was like, let's shut this boy up. That's how I took that. And for me, I feel like, you know, Nick took that, and I feel like so many other, you know, top-tier African-Americans wanted to say things of this magnitude, maybe in different ways or at different times, but they were always afraid of losing what they had. And I think that Nick, I think that Nick is extremely creative. Yeah, he lost those shows and stuff, but I feel like he can get his own network or even get on with another network and still be just fine. Yeah, he's gonna be fine, but you, you're all, there's always gonna be a time to put. It's not. I don't know how to say this. No, it's a time and a place like, to say things, and, we, and now is not probably we, wasn't the best time to express those things, which I totally understand. Right. Right. That's that's all I'm saying is yeah. because because and and we as a culture have to understand that we do not get to say things out the mouth when just because 
right now we're attacking them in a sense, right? White people feel attacked. We're looking for anything for them to say or do where we can cancel them. Well, just be aware that the minute that you say something, you can yourself be canceled too. If you have, you know, those certain powers and and, and companies behind you and stuff like that. You can't think that for no, at no point can you think that you are excluded. Right. Because they, they would have did that even if this all this wasn't happening. Right. Yep. I agree. You just gave them more of a reason, you know? Right. And so, yeah. And, and especially because he's a black man who employs so many black people, mm-hmm. you have to think about it in the sense of, I have to protect them also. But see, that's why you I know? say that. That's why I say that he can, he can get them on on another network. Because Nick is never yeah. going to go anywhere. And so that's why almost people thought he was always corny, but he was very, very smart and well-educated in a sense of knowing Absolutely. how to handle business. So, you know what he's doing. He's right. going to bounce back, but right. this is a hit. Right. But, and, and the fact that he's having, I feel like the fact that he's having, you know, this dark spot with depression and these suicidal thoughts, it also shows to me how much he valued the opinion of these white people. Right. Because you would not even be affected. You'd be like, okay, fine, whatever. Then anybody who want to pull out, go ahead and pull out. This is how I feel. This is how I stand. But now he realizes, like, damn, they really pulled it. Like, they fired me. Right. right. <laughs> they really fired me. Yeah, these people that you thought that were always cool with you or whatever... They fired you. They told you to get out. Mm. You and all your other black people that be with you. All, all y'all. All y'all little comedians. What? Pack y'all had that little funny show. All that. Mm, y'all go. <laughs> you know your little funny they show. They don't even care. <laughs> your little so funny show. So this shows how much that really affects it. <laughs> all your little funny people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's no. funny. Your little funny <laughs> people. Because he, I, I, well, he's going to bounce back. He's going to be fine. Right. He's he, just going to have to know that, you know, and you're not protected by Mariah Carey anymore either. Right. I just, <laughs> I, I think that I hope that he, you know, once he gets on, I know he's going to get on with someone else, another network. Um, I hope he eventually creates his own network, to be honest. I, I hope that. Gonna get, he's going to get so much fight against that, too. He he will, but he's just gonna have to do some work behind the scenes and purchase some things um, to set himself in a place where he can't be fired or he can't get that pushback. Because once you got that station, that channel, or whatever, that's on you. Just like Revolt with Diddy right. and on with right. with Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey, she right. got hers no problem because she was rubbing elbows. She rubs elbows with the white people, and she doesn't do anything that's gonna put her in a situation where you have to pick a side. But with Diddy, you know, I, I applaud him and his channel. But for me, it's like, why is it not a part of the regular packages? You want to give all because these opportunities. Because you mean regular packaging like on for television? I'm, no, I'm talking about like rec- so cable, you know, cable, direct TV, whatever you choose. You have like three or four packages. I have, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, he's not going to be a part of it because his network is, is something specific. 
Well, it's a specialty network, right? And and I can't. I'm not just gonna pay for just that one channel because that's how it is. And I want to say like I have the most channels you can almost get besides like certain packages, like the highest package. Mm-hmm. And his channel is not one of them. I'm not gonna pay forty or whatever it is for just your one channel when they even got a lot of things that I want to see on it. And to be honest, he I know he did offer to bring Nick on and his things onto his channel. And I'm like, hell no. I don't see what you did with musical artists. They ain't did shit. It's a one hit quit. And I know I would be better off letting like Oprah get it. And I know at least we can see that on regular television with Tyler Perry stuff. I don't I don't trust Diddy I with stuff. I don't want to see Nick Cannon and Tyler Perry stuff together. Look, I, don't. I know we'll be able to see it. I'm not sure that Diddy going to do the right BET, stuff. He can go, go, he can go by BET. No, BET is owned by Viacom. Yeah, BET, everything. MTV, VH1, <laughs> Nickelodeon. That's why I say he took a hit because he did a lot of Nick stuff. That's how he kind of came up in the industry was doing Nickelodeon when he was younger. And he kept doing stuff, writing stuff. And then he went to MTV or VH1 with his shows, comedy, and all that stuff. And so, yeah. So they pretty much got all the mainstream channels with a lot of the ethnic people. So either he can buy some things around outside of Viacom and create his own type of situation or his own channel and have those other slots around or he gets on with Oprah's own or revote with Diddy. But I don't trust Diddy. Diddy's kind of shysty. I, I, I don't heard about him taking money from musical artists and shit. I, I'm, I, I don't trust that. I'd That's rather not. That's I don't, I don't, I don't want to chance this one. Let's That's just, different. I, I just don't want a chance. And I ain't heard about no good show on Diddy shit either. It's been around three, four months. I mean, three, four years. I ain't never heard nobody watching no Revo. I watch Revo a lot actually because I watch Drink Champs. With the fuck Noreen. is that? I See? watch uh, the one with Joe Budden and Remy. New York stuff. And what? New York stuff. Just saying, that sounds like a lot of New York names, and it ain't. It ain't uh, oh my gosh! I mean, I can watch Joe Budden and stuff on YouTube. Well, you go watch Joe Budden on YouTube, then. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not knocking it at all. I'm just saying he doesn't have a lot of diversity, and I don't trust that much diversity that Nick brings in Diddy's hands. Okay. I just, I just, I, I hope Nick thinks otherwise, and let's just. You know, I, that's why I just prefer, you know, maybe own. Um, and I hope eventually Tyler Perry gets his own yeah, show. Yeah, but own is not pulling, um, putting Wildin' out on her <laughs> network. <laughs> it's not happening. I think she will. So what do you think is going to happen on own? I think. Wildin' out is not one of those things. Okay? I think that. She will get a her her uh her channel will skyrocket if she gets wild and out. She don't that. want that. <laughs> she don't want that. Okay, no. Look at she's ending Greenleaf and everybody's going crazy over Greenleaf because it has so much controversy and they want that messiness. Right. And she, she still ended the season for the series, so she don't want that. <laughs> 
I think she needs. What was that show about the two couples, the, the black couple? Dang, what was that show when they canceled that when they found out in real life? Oh was, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, was a, was a fraud. Yeah, it was such a good show. It, it was, was amazing. And she, bye. And I and like she took them right off. She took them clean, smooth off after they came out. I want to say it didn't even make it through the week. I want to say it came out like no. Monday, and then by like Wednesday night, it was done. And I was like, damn. Yeah. I was like, play. you're not going to come over here with none of that foolishness, but wilding out is not happening on own. Yeah, because okay? yeah, she ain't going to be able to rub elbows with the white people because they're going to ask her, well, why did you get that boy on your show? The one that made those comments. And she don't want to answer those questions. So, yeah. Oh, but I, I, I do, uh, I do pray for him and I do pray for Tamar. And I hope that those dealing with mental issues and things that are going on right now that's taking a toll on them, um, find some type of outlet. Because I, I do see that Nick Cannon had a, a very close friend that died as well within him. I want to say within that 24 hours that he got fired. So Yeah, from suicide. Right. So that's why it's just like, you know, how much can the average person take? Yeah, you got money, but how much can you take before you reach your yeah, break? That just shows that that money doesn't mean anything. Because real life out here, regardless. Right. Money or not, pain is still pain. Sadness is still sadness. You know, depression, all those things are the same for everybody. Right. Agreed. Well, I think that was a nice chat. Um, while we break ourselves back into it, I gotta play now. Once we finish this, on making sure I don't fuck this up. This editing. Please don't. You know, if if you guys do hear bits and pieces and chunks. Look, I'm trying. I'm doing the best that I can. I'm doing the best that I can right now. But no, um, we do appreciate you guys listening and tuning in. We're sorry we took so long, but we just had to take a break. We grew. It's a lot of stuff that's been going on. We're going to try to get back on track. Um, and, and make sure that we're getting episodes out every week, if not every two weeks. Absolutely. Um, is there anything you want to say? No. It's nice to be back. Oh, that's so sweet. She missed y'all a little bit. Um, but yes, please, please subscribe to iTunes. If you have an iPhone, iPhone on iTunes podcast, we're on Spotify, uh, Google play. Uh, I know it's somewhere else, but like, I'm still trying to get back in the groove guys. Just bear with me. Um, follow us on Instagram at balance and water. Um, if you have any questions, any topics, anything you want to ask us, if you need someone to speak to, as far as mental health, I may not be the best person, but I will do my best and try to speak with you or get back to you um you can email us at balanceandwater at yahoo.com don't message me. Don't, yeah don't message her you guys yeah me. i mean i'm gonna try though i will try like honest to god i will okay. try i will <laughs> all right well, um we appreciate right. you guys listening again um so we'll stay tuned for next week i guess bye yep. bye